situation in Japan, and can you give us an update on your thinking about lifting China tariffs, please? Let me, uh, I, uh, I tried to put a call in to, uh, to the present prime minister, uh, and, uh, he was very late there at night. I'll be talking there in the morning. I'm going to be stopping to sign the condolence book at the Japanese embassy on the way to the CIA. Um, <clears throat> This hasn't happened in Japan in decades and decades. I'm told all the way back to the late 30s, the mid 30s. And it's a homemade weapon. I've only seen a photograph of it. The Justice Department is going to be going in and getting more detail later as they find out the detail. But um, the fact is that uh, one thing did strike my, get my attention, that this is the first use of a weapon to murder someone in, in Japan. And I think we have thus far have 3,000, I won't hold me the number, 688 or I mean, between three and 4,000 cases. They won. One. One. And so uh, um, we're going to learn more about, as time goes on, about motive, about you know, the whole Japan, Fumio, the present prime minister, is a very solid guy. Japan is a very, very stable ally. And uh, we, uh, I, I do not believe it's likely to have, but I don't know yet, likely to have any profound destabilizing impact on Japanese security or Japanese uh, solidarity. This Friday night, I'm Jerika Duncan in for Nora. Tonight, the assassination of former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe shocked not just Japan, but the world. Flags were ordered to half-staff here in the United States to honor that country's longest-serving prime minister. Abe met with four of the last U.S. presidents, including Joe Biden, when he was vice president. Graphic video of the attack shows the final moments of Abe's life as he was gunned down while delivering a campaign speech. Now, what makes this shooting so stunning, Japan has some of the strictest gun control laws in the world. The suspect was quickly apprehended. Police say he used a homemade gun. They confiscated similar weapons along with his personal computer when they raided his apartment. CBS's Elizabeth Palmer is in Tokyo, where it is now Saturday morning there. Elizabeth. Shinzo Abe was truly a giant of Japan's political landscape for more than 15 years, and his death is a national trauma. Shinzo Abe was giving a political speech to a small crowd when a shot rang out behind him. Then another, and he fell to the ground. His security tackled the gunman immediately, but it was too late. The former prime minister lay in the road with fatal wounds to his neck and chest. 
Shielded by a blue tarp, he was medevaced to a local hospital where doctors tried to resuscitate him with blood transfusions, but in vain. The suspected gunman is 41-year-old Tetsuya Yamagami, an ex-military man whose weapon appeared to have been made of pipes and duct tape. Police searching his home found even more homemade guns along with explosives. This is a huge shock in Japan, where strict gun control laws mean shooting deaths are extremely rare. There was just one last year, compared to more than 45,000 in the United States. All day, world leaders paid their respects. President Biden signed a condolence book at the Japanese embassy in Washington and said Abe's death had left him stunned and outraged. I knew him well, and we worked uh, together closely for years, and we spoke and consulted one another when I served as vice president. Shinzo Abe was Japan's longest-serving prime minister, a right-wing nationalist and hawk. He was a fierce supporter of Japan's military and his country's role as America's trade and defense partner in the face of China's rising threat. Japan's gun laws contain really stringent conditions, not only on mental health checks, but also on the sale of ammunition. But it looks as if the suspect did an end run around both of those by making his gun at home. Jerika? Elizabeth Palmer Force in Tokyo. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Urban Village, where the old school house party is alive and well. Well, each week I think that it can't get any worse, and you know what? I've, I stopped. I've stopped. So, Thursday, <clears throat> uh, Thursday morning, or excuse me, Friday morning, which was our Thursday, Shinzo Abe was assassinated in Japan. Japan, Japan, this will change Japan for the rest of humankind. Their first assassination, um, I believe, ever, or in sense to the degree of the Second World War. And I don't know, I, I, I just don't know. Is this the other shoe dropping? Because Chinese nationals, um, there's an article in Newsweek that said that Chinese nationals on social media use phrases including open champagne to celebrate the death of Japan's former Prime Minister, Abe Shinzo, who was assassinated Friday morning while giving a campaign speech in support of a candidate in the ruling Liberal Democratic Party. Abe, 67, was shot at shot at twice on Friday, approximately 11.30 a.m. local time in the city of Nare, close to Kyoto, where he was giving a campaign speech for Kai Sato, a fellow Liberal Democratic Party member and a national election candidacy. They have elections this Sunday. He was rushed to the hospital in a helicopter and died at uh, 5.03, bleeding to death from two wounds on the right side of the neck. A doctor told a televised news conference. I, I don't know what to think. You know, if, if... Well, I know what I'm thinking. It's just... The world, it, it's just so much going on. You know, is this China shooting its best shot? Is this China doing its thing? Russia did their... Putin did his thing? Is this what this is? 
the individual that uh, that shot, Abe said he had a political or military beef or grievance. I'm just thinking, is this China's shot? Is this what gets everything kicked into high crazy gear? So that there's chaos going around on, on around the world? The issue of Taiwan up in the air, does this like, pull it to a head? What's really going on? You know, why we truly in this country are fiddling while the rest of the world, Rome, is burning to the ground. Hope we get ourselves in gear. News: WNBA star Brittany Griner has pleaded guilty to bringing hashish oil into Russia, telling the judge that she did so inadvertently and without intent while asking the court for mercy. However, even with a guilty plea in Russian criminal courts, the judge will continue to read the full case file into the record, and it could still go on for weeks or months. Sources have told our TJ Quinn that the guilty plea was a strategy to help facilitate a prisoner swap to bring Griner home. The next court hearing was scheduled for July 14th. And for more, we have TJ Quinn. TJ, what can you tell us more about this new development? But they recognize that no matter what happened, she was going to be found guilty in court, whether she actually did it or not. It was just a preordained outcome. The trial has been seen as theater, basically. What's going to happen with Brittany Griner is eventually the two governments are expected to work out a deal where there'll be a swap to bring her home. And the strategy was, go ahead and plead, get it out of the way, because Russia will demand uh, an admission of guilt before they agree to a deal, so why not do it now? Mm, and what, what kind of timeline are we looking at for Brittany Griner to come home? It's it's completely up in the air. It's the kind of thing where it could happen. I wouldn't be shocked if it happened in the next week. It could go on for years. You've got two Americans who you know were there for more than two years. One, Trevor Reed, who came home in, in April, and another, Paul Whelan, who's been there since December 2018. Things can really drag on. But the hope is that it, this might create some momentum. Um, it'll, it'll show Russia, hey, look, you know, we're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to fight it. We know what you want. We'll do our part. And maybe that's enough to get a deal going. Stated that 140 days have passed since my wife has been able to speak to me, to our family, and to her friends. I'm frustrated that my wife is not going to get justice. I know you all are frustrated too, that's why you're here. This easily could be any one of us. So tonight I ask for your help in continuing to fight for BG's safe that and quick return voice. home. The wife Let's make sure this administration Brian, knows that they have our support to do whatever the, uh, is necessary. Looks and like, that we are not uh, going to ever swap. be quiet. But until she's I, I want to be really careful in that, that, you know, this is not a slam dunk. This could take months. Um, I don't believe this will be instantaneous. Uh, and it still is heartbreaking. But all we can really do is hope for the best and get her home. Political pressure, whatever the case may be. It's going to have to be employed to get Brittany Griner home, along with the other uh, political prisoners or hostages that have been there for years.
So let's just keep uh, them, Brittany, and the two other young, uh, the two other men, in our prayers and thoughts, and get them home. Chaos in the world continues. And then, unfortunately, last, but at the top of the garbage heap that is going on, is Trump and the January 6th. Uh, hearings which are winding and wrapping up if there ever was a time to have people indicted there are so many Trump you family friends all of you guys are on the tape take a listen uh, were uh, exchanged while you were at the ellipse um, in one text uh, you write but the crowd looks good from this vantage point as long as we get the shot he was effing furious. And the text messages also stress that President Trump kept mentioning the OTR, an off-the-record movement. We're going to come back and ask you about that in a minute. But could you tell us, first of all, who it is in the text who was furious? The he in that text that I was referring to was the president. And uh, why was he furious, Ms. Hutchinson? He was furious because he wanted the arena that we had on the ellipse to be maxed out of capacity for uh, all attendees. The advance team had relayed to him that the mags were free-flowing. Everybody who wanted to come in had already come in, but he still was angry about the extra space and wanted more people to come in. And did you go to the rally in the presidential motorcade? I, I was there, yes. And were you backstage uh, with the president and other members of the staff and family, I was. And you told us, Ms. Hutchinson, about particular comments that you heard while you were in the tent area. What a wonderful place to be. When we were in the off-stage announced area tent behind the stage, he was very concerned about the shots in the photograph that you would get because the valley space wasn't full. Um, one of the reasons, which I've previously stated, was because he wanted it to be full and was not feel excluded because they'd come far to watch the rally. Um, and he felt the mags were at fault for not letting everybody in. But another leading reason, likely the primary reason, is because he wanted it full and he was angry that we weren't letting people through the mags with weapons, with the Secret Service deemed as weapons and our, our weapons. <laughs> But when we were in the offstage announced tent, I was part of a conversation. I was in the I was in the vicinity of a conversation where I. Well, with that, let's move on and let's talk a little bit about Liz Cheney. Even though I couldn't stand her father, I have gained so much respect for her. I hope it's just not window dressing, um, and I definitely can't help her out. But if she stays true to this, um, I'm gonna look at her again. I truly am. Wild, isn't it? Just wild. Um, and just to think this was the President of the United States and his goon squad setting out to change the country. And in closing, if you haven't seen The Culture is Black Women on MSNBC, hosted by, co-hosted by Joy Reid and um, Tiffany Cross, you need to do so. 
is very heartfelt, it's very warming, it's very loving, it's very nurturing. So in closing, as I always say, the story is never told until the lion, yes, the lion, is the storyteller and the hunter is not. Be well. If you live in L.A., we'll probably next week be on an indoor mask mandate. And this particular subvariant of COVID is no joke. Stay well. Stay safe. And if you're sitting wondering what can you do to get a glimpse into the past or just to remember if you're old enough, get the book that will change your perspective. Cloretta Street by Colette Barris. This has been a brown bear, Patrick Bolton, PBO Music Pat, Don Carter, Bev Riley, and Reggie Vallon Production. I close my eyes and remember the joy Claretta. to be